0: The Merry Beggars presents...
1: All aboard!
0: On the Night Train. Episode 12, Detectives.
2: Mama said she'd come to tell us goodnight. But my watch says it's already nine o'clock, and she hasn't come. She'll come, Paul. Mama always does what she promises. You're right. This watch is really old and tarnished. I should clean it. Do you think shoe polish would help you? I don't know. You could ask Harold. Okay. At least I can wind it now. I'll have to take good care of it if I want to be a conductor. Daddy sounded so tired. I wish I could give him a hug, but he doesn't even know we're on the train. If Dopey Dad is sabotaging the train, why would he yell at Dad so much? It doesn't make sense. Not much makes sense right now, Paul. We know someone is sabotaging the night train. It's got something to do with the race against Wagner's Midnight Express. And we know it's someone on this train. But who? It's a mystery. A mystery we've got to solve. we got to figure out who owns the carpet bag and received the last telegram. I should have looked for the keys to the lock on the carpet bag when we were in Kate Smith and Doby Dad's rooms. We'll have to go investigate the rooms again. I think whoever owns the bag would keep the key with them if it has anything important inside it. I wish I had a lock picking set. What do you think is inside that carpet bag? It could just be extra clothes. Maybe Harold knows something about the bag. Snake's alive! We haven't talked to Harold about sabotage since the bison. He's always so busy. I bet you he has a lockpick set. Are there any statwards in here? We're right here, Mama. But we're just mallards when we're in the luggage car. We don't have to pretend to be statwards here. Well, it's good to see my mallard ducklings again.
3: Mama, we got to talk to you. Come sit by me, Mama. Thank you, Edith. How are you? I see you're all ready for bed. Good job, my little ducks. Mama, we
2: spied on Professor Dopey Dad. He yelled at Daddy and called him names and blamed him for the sabotages. It was scary, Mama. Professor Dopey Dad said that he wanted the porters and Rosie and Harold under constant surveillance. We've got to throw Dopey Dad off the train, even if he's not doing the sabotage. I've never seen Dad so angry
3: before. Your father had good reason to be angry. But why did the argument happen, Mama? Your father is a wonderful leader, Edith. He's worked hard to make the night train a good place for his crew. Some people, like Dopey Dad, disagree with this. Your father knows Harold and Rosie as friends. Dopey Dad... Dopey Dad doesn't know them. He just sees them as things. As part of the train. Kind of like the boiler and the coal. Things that make the train keep moving. That's stupid! More than that, it's wrong. Sometimes... You need good men to stand up against evil. And, well, your father is a good man. I want to be like Dad when I grow up. (laughs) You will be, Paul. I have no question about that. Now, it's time for bed. We're going to arrive in Ogden tomorrow. I hope we beat the Midnight Express there. It's a close race. We'll find out who's in the lead in the morning when we arrive at the station. I'm so excited. I won't be able to sleep. If you go to sleep... It'll come faster, Paul.
2: Edith is right. Mama, would you read to us? We're reading 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. Harold lent it to us. I'd love to. Come sit with us in our pillow nest. Thank you, Paul. We're right here, Mama. Right at the top of the page. Thank you, Edith. Commander Fairgood's ship is being chased by a huge, glowing animal in the water. They don't know what it is, and they think they're going to collide and crash. It's an adventure book, Mama.
3: Very exciting. Very exciting. Let's see what happens next. Hmm. Meanwhile, I was astonished at the frigate's maneuvers. It was fleeing, not fighting. Built to pursue, it was being pursued. And I commented on this to Commander Farragut. His face, ordinarily so emotionless, was stamped with indescribable astonishment. Mama, I've missed you. I've missed you too, Edith. Keep reading, Mama. Please? (laughs) Professor Aranax, he answered me. I don't know what kind of fearsome creature I'm up against.
1: And I don't want my frigate running foolish risks in all this darkness. Harold, can you pass me that bundle next to the pillowcases?
4: Hold on one second, Rosie. Just one second. That does it. Shh!
1: Quiet. Edith and Paul are still sleeping right there.
4: Oh, right. Sorry.
1: Look at them. All curled up together in a nest of pillars and blankets. I forget how young they are. Always so full of big words and smart ideas. Mrs. Mallett tucked them into bed last night. I'm glad she got on board. They're little. They need their mama.
4: We just have to keep them hidden for about two more days. Two days until Sacramento, California. As long as we don't have any more accidents. I didn't believe it at first, but... Sabotage?
1: Can you believe that, Rosie? Somebody wants to sabotage... The less we talk of that, the better. We have two days left. I say we keep our eyes open, but our mouths shut as far as sabotage is concerned. My goodness.
4: Rosie, you know as well as I what do... What I
1: know is that we must keep Mallard's little ones safe and out of sight until the end of the rails, no matter how long it takes to get to Sacramento. A day or a week. We'll put his own livelihood on the line to give you and I these positions. This camaraderie and respect... The least we can do is return the favor by helping Edith and Paul stow away.
4: I agree. But Sam is furious. He found out and was angry that I let them stay on the train instead of sending them back to Chicago from Omaha.
1: But doesn't he realize you couldn't send them back? Both their parents are on the night train. There is no one for them to go home to in Chicago.
4: I know. But he asked me anyway why Mrs. Mallet couldn't take them back home. I didn't want to bring up the sabotage, so I just told him that she had stayed to support her husband. Sam made it clear to me that if the Mallet kids are discovered, you and I will bear the full responsibility for the waves, not him. You'll deny having any knowledge of their existence.
1: His word against yours. That's how it is?
4: Yes. And we know who wins that one.
1: Even though Sam Lewis is the one who pushed the Pillicot onto the night train and brought the Mallet children on board? Lord have mercy on that man's shriveled soul.
4: Easy, Rosie. The railroad is his whole world. Sam's been working the rails for decades now. He's just afraid of losing it all.
2: Rosie? Is Rosie here?
1: Good morning, 80 girl.
2: Rosie! Rosie, so good to see you again. Mama is in disguise, and we're a team of detectives now. Have you met Mama yet?
1: No, I haven't. You'll have to introduce me to her.
2: I will. She said she'd come into the luggage car before breakfast, and before we have to be the Stotward Kids and she has to be Miss Diamond. If you stay a few minutes more, you can meet her.
1: I'd love to, but I'll need to get back to the kitchen in a few minutes to fix up breakfast.
2: Wonderful. Mama will be so happy to meet you. Oh, good morning, Harold. I didn't see you there.
4: (laughs) Good morning, Edith. Don't mind me. Just getting the sheets and bedding in order. How did you sleep?
2: Not very well. I... I kept waking up because I had bad dreams about
1: bridges and avalanches. I'm sorry. We'll be in Sacramento soon, tomorrow night, and then all this will be behind you. Well, here are those (coughs) pans I've been looking for. Good morning.
4: Well, look who's up. Good morning, Paul.
2: Uh, Harold, Harold, I need polish for my watch. Uh, uh, Would shoe polish work?
4: (laughs) No, Paul. I don't think that would work.
2: What should I do then? It's pretty dirty.
4: Well, I can get you a rag and some polish that is made especially for a watch like that, Paul.
2: Oh, good. I want to take care of it. That's what a good conductor does. We have more important things to talk about than your watch, Paul. We have to talk about the carpet bag and the jewels and... Right! We found a carpet bag right here in the luggage car that might have been put on the train while we were in Omaha. There it is, right over there. Which bag? The ugly beige one with the lock on the handle. Do you know whose it is?
4: I haven't seen it before. I don't remember loading it onto the train back in Chicago.
2: Paul and I didn't notice it before either. We saw it after we got back on the train in Omaha.
1: But the only passenger who joined us in Omaha was your mother, and she's trying to protect the train, not stop it. There's no name tag anywhere on it,
2: but I found a telegram in a side pocket that said... That said, whatever it takes, stop them before the end of the rails.
4: Oh my goodness. And it was in that bag? A passenger's bag?
2: Yep. Yep. Which means... Which means that a passenger has to be the one sabotaging the train. And we've been spying, Rosie. In his room, Dopey Dad has a map of the train route with pins in all the places where we had sabotage. And he has loads of books about how to sabotage trains.
4: How to sabotage
1: trains?
2: Kate Smith is still a suspect, too. She's got a box full of jewels hidden in her room. She could be on the run with stolen jewels. What?
1: You two sure have been snooping
2: around. And Mama has done some spying on her own. She knows about the sabotage. That's why she didn't take us back to Chicago. Because she's trying to help protect Daddy and the night train. Yes. And right now, it could be any passenger who is sabotaging the train.
4: Well, if they are on the train, I hope they've given up delaying us. We've only got today and tomorrow left in this race to Sacramento. So there isn't much time left for them to try any more sabotage.
2: Mama's here to make sure that doesn't happen, Harold.
4: Well, I certainly hope she succeeds.
3: And we're going to help her. We're a team now. Mama. Good morning, Edith. Good morning, Paul. Oh, yes. Morning hugs. Oh, good morning, Harold. Thank you for looking after them. Oh, oh, are are
1: you Rosie? Yes, ma'am, I am. Rosa Johnson. Pleasure to meet you. Thank you.
3: Thank you both so much. I can never thank you enough for taking such good care of Edith and Paul these past 3 days.
1: You've got two good kids there, Mrs. Mallard. Cheerful and full of mischief.
3: I know what wonderful friends you both have been to Edith and Paul, Rosie. Being stowaways on Pullman's train is dangerous adventure, so thank you again for taking such good care of them.
1: You're welcome. Very welcome. It's been a pleasure.
3: Mama, we gotta get back to our detective work. We don't have time to waste. Rosie and Harold, I'm glad to be on the night train with both of you. Uh, Yes, Paul. Let's go ahead to the breakfast and see what else we can find out. And our next step is getting to know all the passengers. Keep our eyes and ears open for possible leads.
2: Mama, we can't just wait for something equivocating
3: to come up. We have to find it. Equivocating? He means incriminating, Mama. (laughs) I see. Paul, we must be prudent and subtle detectives, remember? I want to stop the sabotages just as much as you two, but we mustn't be rash and reckless with our investigations. Okay, Mama. Come now, let's go enjoy
1: Rosie's breakfast. Yes, (laughs) you need food in your bellas before you try any more detective stunts, and I have to hightail it back to the kitchen to see how Bonnie is doing preparing that food. You go ahead
3: into the dining car, Edith and Paul. I'll follow behind. Remember, we don't know each other in public, okay? Okay. Rosie, It was a pleasure meeting you.
5: Good morning, Stoutward Kids.
2: Good morning, Barney. What's for breakfast, Barney?
5: We got oatmeal with maple sugar for breakfast.
2: Oh, I love oatmeal. I need something warm this morning. It's so cold and windy.
5: Rosie has a knack for planning the right meals to go with the weather. Sitting in your usual spots, kids? Yep. I'll be right back in a few minutes with your oatmeal.
3: Thank you, Barney. Edith, Paul, I'll go ahead and sit with Kate Smith. I'll see what I can find out.
2: We'll keep an eye on Dopey Dad. He's sitting just one booth over. We can watch him the whole time. I love you. I love you, too. Mrs. Smith! How are
6: you this morning? I am quite content. My bed is very comfortable and the porters are so devoted. Oh, I can't help but sleep well while on the night
3: train. Do you find that the case as well, Miss Diamond? I slept pretty well. Thank you for asking. However, I think it will take some time to get used to the noise of the moving I'm train. nervous. Uh, Why are you nervous? we spied on people in the dining car
2: before, Edith. If we don't prove that someone is trying to sabotage the night train, Rudy and Dopey Dad will make sure Dad loses his job. I... I'm just so worried, Paul. We don't have much time. Just listen to Kate and keep an eye on
3: Dopey Dad. We'll catch whoever is trying to stop the train. Okay. Very wise, Mrs. Smith. I see you have the newspaper there. How do you feel about all this Wagner and Pullman publicity?
6: Oh, it doesn't shock me. It takes a great deal to shock me at my age. We'll get to Ogden and they'll have fresh fodder to write about. We'll know who's in the lead in about an hour and a half, if we keep to schedule.
2: Look, Edith, be had it sitting over there. I bet he's planning the next step of his evil plot. The one he telegrammed about. He said... Your patience will be rewarded. Have faith in my plot. But we don't know who he sent that telegram to. It's part of the mystery.
3: We have to find out.
5: Oatmeal and coffee for you, Miss Diamond.
3: Thank you kindly, Barney.
5: Oatmeal for the stout words. Why the long faces, you two? We're chugging along to Sacramento, aren't we? And I brought you hot chocolate, too. Rosie said you'd like that. Oh, thank
2: you, Barney. Tell Rosie I love her hot chocolate.
5: There's those smiles. Much better. Need anything else?
2: Nope. I got lots of hot chocolate. I'm all set. Thank you, Barney.
5: You're entirely welcome. I'll see you two later. Enjoy.
2: Edith, we're going to be in Ogden today. Dad told me that once we get to Ogden in Utah, there's only one track to California. So whoever makes it there first pretty much wins the race. So we have to get there first. The Midnight Express could still win if they pass us at a stop before Ogden. And they could still try to sabotage us. Then we've got to find the person who owns the carpet bag and received all the telegrams and set up the sabotages. And we've got to do it fast! Yes, Paul. But we have to be careful. Observe. Just as Mama said. That'll be the fastest way to catch whoever
3: it is that's doing this. Your son is a politician?
6: Yes. My darling Theodore. He lives in Chicago at present. I'm hoping to marry him off
2: before he moves down to Washington, D.C. Marry him off? Boy, am I glad Kate Smith isn't my mother. She'd have a hard time marrying you off, Paul. I'm going to be a railroad man. I don't have to get married. Sam didn't. Harold and Dad are married. They're railroad men. That's fine for them, Edith, but not me. My son is a
6: kind and gullible boy. He needs a strong-willed partner with a good sense of propriety, like how I was matched to his father. Someone to balance out his natural good humor. Oh, he's very generous. A dutiful child. With this trip on the night train is his Christmas present to me. Theodore knew I'd be delighted at any Pullman ticket, let alone the first transcontinental night train. Are you single, Miss Diamond? (laughs) What did she just say? Good heavens, Miss Diamond! (laughs) Take smaller bites! You'll die of choking!
2: (laughs) Excuse me. I'm sorry about that. Rudy Ackerman just entered the dining car. He doesn't look like he's slept at all. I hope he's calmed down since the newspaper episode.
0: Mrs. Smith, Miss Diamond, morning.
6: Rudy!
0: You look awful. I am in the midst of a crisis, madam. What would you expect?
6: Waiter! Barney! A strong cup of coffee and some orange juice for Mr. Ackerman,
5: please. Be right there, Mrs. Smith.
0: I spent all night reading and analyzing the Chicago Times. We arrive in Ogden in less than two hours. Our arrival there will be exceedingly decisive in our press coverage for the rest of the journey. If... The Midnight Express beats us to the Ogden station. My days with Pullman are over.
6: You should have slept, Rudy. You need sleep in order to properly respond to this situation.
0: How about a nap after breakfast? If we don't beat Webster Wagner's measly Midnight Express to Ogden, Pullman's promise is over and done with. There is no way I can save it. There you are. Thank you, waiter. I wish George were here right now.
6: George Crocker is still asleep. He was playing cards with the professor for half the night, so mad he told me. I
0: meant George Pullman. Pullman. Will Mallard is lowering the Pullman standard that we devoted our life to. What do you mean? Haven't you noticed? Will Mallard is a... uh, An odd bird? Yes. The name tags, for example. Did you see the name tags?
2: Why does Rudy care about the name tags? Maybe he'd feel better if Dad gave him a name tag, too. Ha! A big one that said, Head of Pullman Advertising on it. I think it's marvelous to have the staff wear name tags.
6: Don't get yourself worked up over the name tags again, Rudy. You'll ruin your
0: appetite. It destroys one of the cores of the Pullman promise luxury. How? Anonymity is key to common luxury, Miss Diamond. It offers an intangible allure, a mysterious aura. You can't be unjustifiably luxurious in your hometown. I see your point,
6: Rudy. After all, A prophet is not without honor except in his native place, and among his own kin, and in his own house. Mark chapter 6. Correct. I am glad you both agree with me. There can be no progress without unanimity. I said I saw your point, not that I agreed. I think the name tags are an excellent addition. My porter, Harold, is a good man. Yes, three little girls of his own. We had quite a nice chat early on in the journey. He is taking care of the stoutward children.
2: You You bet he is. I'm beginning to like Kate Smith more and more. I
0: must admit that the tone with which Will Mallard runs this train is decidedly... casual. I, I mean, look... She could still be guilty. She could
2: be pretending to be nice but is secretly sabotaging the train. I certainly
0: hope not. He allows the waiters and porters to eat in the Delmonico dining car after the passengers dine. I mean, they haven't bought our ticket, yet they enjoy the same level of prestige as passengers.
3: What would you rather the crew do for their meals? Eat out
0: of sight sardines and sterno. That's what they do on every Pullman train. (laughs) Make that every train Will Mallard isn't in charge of. I don't mind sharing the done. It's not about you, Mrs. Smith. It's about the promise. This slapdash management undermines the Pullman promise. The sacred promise. Safety, reliability, luxury. (sighs) George Pullman would know what to do if only were here. George would tell you to stop stirring your coffee and drink it before it gets cold. Mrs. Smith, I don't think you understand the immensity of this problem. The Pullman promise will be a myth by the time we reach the end of the rails.
3: The night train is not such a miserable failure as all that, Rudy. You must have hope. We haven't reached the end of the rails yet. Failure
0: seems inevitable with this screw, Miss Diamond, let alone Mr. Mallard.
3: Look, Paul, Jobidad
2: is closing his book. He's putting his pen behind his ear and standing up. I see him.
7: Good morning, Rudy. Kate Smith, Mary Diamond. I've come to commiserate with you. Pull up a chair, old man. I overheard you discussing our abysmal chances in the race against Wagner's Midnight Express.
0: I can't get it off of my mind.
7: We'll know our fate at 9 o'clock this morning. An hour and a half from now, we'll know whether we've beat Wagner to the single track or not. If we don't, the
0: press will never let us forget it. (laughs)
7: Listen to this headline. Pullman's night train stumbles across America. I tell you, this string of accidents and mistakes is atrocious. They
0: called us dangerous, dodgy, and disappointing in the Chicago Times. It's the Chicago Times,
6: Rudy. When a reporter needs a gruesome fix, he goes to the railroad. He's got nowhere else to go for a good sensation piece. Now that the
0: war is over, it's only to be expected. But I want our victory to be their sensational piece, not a loss to the Weasley-Webster-Wagner, not the abysmal decline of the Pullman Monopoly. We
3: can still win the race, Rudy. While there's still track, there's still hope. If we continue at a steady pace... We're in a race, Miss Diamond. A race against
0: the conniving Webster-Wagner's Midnight Express if we don't beat him to our next stop at Ogden. And it doesn't look like we will.
7: We will be disgraced. Categorically disgraced and dismissed. It would seem we have backed the wrong train. Mr. Mallard is a disgrace to the name... I disagree.
3: Simply by arriving in Sacramento, we show the world that travel across the United States, from sea to shining sea, is not only possible, but safe and comfortable and quite feasible even for women and children. It's a beautiful step towards unity as a nation, but also, quite simply, unity by connecting families. It makes travel and community easier. I love how Mama talks. She uses such beautiful
2: words. What does feasible mean? I think it just means easy. Lovely Got it. sentiment,
0: Mary.
6: Well, she's going to seal your job if you're not careful, Rudy.
0: Hmm. Miss Diamond, you remind me of myself when I first started writing advertisements for Pullman. Full of starry-eyed poetics and philosophical musings. And you're not completely... Wrong. The Transcontinental Railroad means we can put down uprisings efficiently. There won't be another civil war on George Pullman's watch. On top of that, sleeper cars are creating a luxurious middle class A bridge. It's the most beautiful, meaningful work I have
3: ever encountered. And that work will continue whether or not the night train beats the Midnight Express. Mr. Mallard is doing an excellent job from what I've seen.
0: Oh, you're wrong there, Miss Diamond. This race will settle once and for all who is the real creator of the sleeper car. It will define the legacy, history. (laughs) Uh, Professor Tobin You're the historian among us. Would you agree that this race, the words you use to record its outcome, will frame how we are remembered for generations to come? Is Pullman a fraud, a copycat, or the genius who ushered in a new revolution of invention?
7: I quite agree, Rudy. I quite agree. The reframing of historical events is a ticklish business, a most serious responsibility. I do not take my role lightly.
3: I believe the work will speak for itself, regardless of the outcome of this race. George Pullman has created a sleeper car empire, and Mr. Mallard has led it safely across the continental United States. Isn't that sufficient for one lifetime?
7: You're wrong on that point, Miss Diamond. Webster Wagner invented the sleeper car. George Pullman invented the luxury surrounding
0: it. And the promise. Without the promise, he is nothing. The rail line is nothing. Wagner may have invented a bed on wheels, but Pullman made it desirable. He promised luxury, and it is this Pullman Promise that is under attack as we speak. Well, if anyone
6: can defend the Pullman Promise, it's you, Rudy Ackerman. I feel
0: the weight upon my shoulders.
3: All will be well, Rudy. There is still a lot of track left to cover, and where there's track, there's hope.
0: And many
7: obstacles still to overcome.
3: Well... This has been
6: quite a heavy breakfast. And I don't mean the food. I think it's about time we move to the lounge car for a round of cards. Will you join
0: me, Mary? Happily. We'll get to Sacramento.
7: We will. Ladies, go ahead to the lounge car. Rudy and I will join you shortly.
6: Don't keep him too long, Professor. You both need to play a round of cards and take your mind off your work. If you keep up this stressful atmosphere, you'll ruin your appetites for good. Yes, Mrs. Smith.
2: Let's wait a little longer so we can hear what Dopey Dad has to say. Mama looks tired. Detective work is hard. Stay focused, Edith. We've got to help Mama. She doesn't have anyone else to help her. Daddy has to drive the train. It's up to us. Take in the views. The railroad
6: invites a certain simplicity of life. It's quite beautiful and... rural. I Will? confronted
7: Will Mallard last night. Yes? I told him that I believe it is no accident that we keep falling behind. This slapdash crew he has pulled together is obviously sabotaging the night train.
2: Sabotage? It is dad is pulling Rudy into his plot.
7: Sabotage. Sabotaging this train, my books, your career, the entire Pullman promise. Look at him. The cook is barely old enough to reach over the stove, and his porters think they're the most important people on the train. But
0: why? What incentive do they have?
7: They're hirelings. Mercenaries. Probably paid off by Webster Wagner. Men like those porters will do anything for extra cash.
2: I can't listen to this! He's awful! We have to listen so we can help Dad and save the night train. I don't have to keep listening to know that Professor Dopey Dad is evil. He is blaming the crew so that no one will suspect him of sabotaging the night train.
0: It's horrible! It's enough to ruin me. Listen! Edith, listen! I have a...
7: Proposition. Yes? I'd like to hear your thoughts on the most recent developments. These accidents, as they call them. I know you are the most loyal Pullman man on this train. I am. Then come. Let's discuss this privately in my compartment in the sleeper car.
0: Leader!
2: Wow. Rudy and Toby Dad really don't like Dad. What did he mean by loyalty? Nothing good. There are too many secrets on this train. Come on. Let's follow them to the sleeper cars. I don't trust them. Are you sure? We have to, Edith. Come on, we have to hear what Doby Dad is gonna try and get Mr. Ackerman to do. Okay, we can't let them see us, so we'll sneak up on them. I wish we could talk to Daddy. Wait a minute, Edith. Mr. Ackerman left a magazine on his table. I'm going to take a look. Okay, it's a magazine about the best sleeper trains and he wrote a note that he slipped inside it. What does it say? Ugly Mood Pullman at Winnemucca? What does that mean? I don't know. What's Winnemucca? Maybe Mama knows. We can ask her when she comes to say goodnight. Do you think the note is referring to George Pullman, or just about the Pullman sleeper car company? And who is in an ugly mood? Mr. Ackerman? Is Mr. Ackerman talking about himself? Could be dopey dad too. Hush. We'll talk about it after we've gone through the lounge car. Oh no. Mrs. Crocker's here, in the lounge car. We can't let her see us. But we've got to go through to the other side. Okay, Here we go. Mama is sitting with Mrs. Crocker. She, she winked at me. Mrs. Crocker winked at you? No, silly. Mama did. She's distracting Mrs. Crocker so we can get through and back to the luggage car. Awesome!
6: How clever you are, Mary Diamond!
3: That's gorgeous! Is that a diagonal basket weave, Mary? <laughs> yes, it is. My mother taught it to me.
6: Very good! Very good!
5: Do tell me all about yourself now, Mary Diamond. What a pretty name that is. Tell me lots. I'm just all ears knitting away here.
3: Oh, <laughs> my story is rather dull. Country girl who manages to hop on a Pullman train and see the country. (laughs) Tell me about you. Just a little while longer. Tomorrow night, we'll be in Sacramento at the
2: end of the rail. Come on, into the sleeper car. We'll be able to eavesdrop on Doby Dad and Rudy. Which room is Doby Dad's? Do you remember? I don't remember the room number. Wait, listen, you should be able to hear Rudy. You can hear him anywhere. What do you think about the note that we found on Rudy's table? Shh, I'm trying to listen. And I'm trying to find the criminal. It can't be about sabotaging the night train. Rudy Ackerman wants the night train to beat the Midnight Express. Shh, Paul. And besides, Dopey Dad and Kate Smith both say they want us to get to Sacramento too, but one of them must be guilty. It could be George Crocker for all we know. They all have secrets, I bet. Shh. Right now, we need to find Rudy and Dopey Dad.
0: <laughs> and that's where the elephant blew his trumpet. You wouldn't believe the sound it made. <laughs> what? The big lady shrinks. <laughs>
7: You are too good of a storyteller, Rudy. Too good. Did anyone ever tell you that? Too good.
2: That's them, Paul. That's Rudy and Dopey Dad. But it doesn't sound like anything suspicious. Just elephants. We might as well keep going. You're right. One more sleeper to go. Isn't that the floofy lady's room? Kate Smith's room? Yeah, isn't that Kate Smith's room? I guess so. Why? And isn't the floofy lady in the lounge car? Yes. We should finish investigating her room while she's in the lounge car. We got interrupted last time before we ran into Mama's room. We know she's hiding jewels, but we didn't have time to discover anything else. Maybe. The carpet bag in the luggage car is hers, and she's keeping the key to it in her room. No, Paul. We got caught last time, and Kate discovered her jewels had been disturbed. We can't risk going back in there. But, Edith, the jewels are evidence that Kate Smith is a criminal. And maybe she's the one sabotaging the night train. We have to protect Dad and the night train, don't we? It's not a good idea, Paul. She could come back here any minute, Edith. We know that someone on board is causing these accidents. We're supposed to get to Sacramento tomorrow night. My watch says it's two minutes to eight o'clock. So we have, let's see, we have, um... We have four hours plus 12 hours, plus 12 hours, plus three hours. Paul, you're confusing me. I'm doing math, Edith. Paul, we can't risk snooping in Kate Smith's room again. I got it. Edith, we have 31 hours until we get to Sacramento. That's 31 hours to discover who's causing the accidents. It's now or never, Edith. We've got a chance right now. I don't know, Paul. I'm just gonna take a quick look in her room. Just gonna look for the key. It's really not a good idea, Paul. I'm just gonna take a quick look. What are you two doing going into my room?
6: Floofy lady, run! Get back here, you two! Stoutwards! Come
2: back! Edith! Paul, where are you going? Stop! Stop! She's coming. She's coming after us. Watch your step, Edith. Careful. Get into the luggage car. Pillow cart. Get in the pillow cart, Edith! Do you really think she'll come into the luggage cart? Just get into the pillow cart! Give me a hand! Go down to the bottom. Stack all the pillows on top so no one can see us. I'm trying! I'm trying! There! Why? I think she stopped chasing us, Edith. I told you it wasn't a good idea, Paul. And now Kate Smith has caught us spying, and who knows what she'll do now. We can't we can't do detective work if passengers think that we're trying to steal their things. I'm sorry. I should have listened. I just want to solve the mystery. We only have two days left until we're in Sacramento. We're not doing it alone anymore. Mama is here. We should ask her before we do any more investigating. I'm sorry, Edith. I just hope it isn't already too late. What will Kate do? If she tells Rudy Ackerman, or Dopey Dad, or any of the passengers that she caught us going into her room, they'll find out that we're stowaways and we'll be kicked off the train, and Dad will be blamed. It was a mistake. Edith, I'm sorry. It's okay, Paul. I want to help Daddy just as much as you do. But we have to be patient and Kate Smith is coming for us. Get down! Shush, Edith! Paul! I'm going to sneeze! Snake's alive, Edith! Don't sneeze!
0: I heard you! Come out, whoever you are! Daddy?